0: where and what is your sweat equity what measures are you prepared to invest in yourself because that's what it is folks a higher quality of life and improvements in your quality of life and your health are an investment newsflash everybody you're always on a diet don't you you to view this as mental fitness as we all know aesthetics are not health if we're absolutely honest anyone that embarks on a diet is looking to reduce their body fat not their weight weight is just mass I can take five kilos off you with a chainsaw you won't be any healthier, but you'll have reached your goal. Hello everybody, this is the Fitness Without Filter podcast, I'm Richard Palfrey, and it's another solo episode from me today on the 18th of January. Okay, so what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about some fundamentals of the training of fitness world, topics that I guarantee you've heard something about here or there, or way back in the day when you started, or even you've heard last week by someone in the locker room, or wherever it might be. We're going to talk about five points without laboring into too much detail that things that you've heard that just probably aren't as accurate as you think they are all right so first off we're going to start with the uh, the easy one here you need to have food protein immediately after exercise to get the most out of it wrong this one (laughs) has been around for a very very long time okay and it's not true if you've been working to any productive capacity, do you really want to finish hammering yourself out running or playing sport or really, really working hard in the squat rack and then go, hey, I need to go and eat my food now? No, you'll be sick. You need to recover, calm down, let your heart rate settle, have a shower, chill out, and then and only then may you think about eating. It may be an hour after you finish training before you think about anything to do. With food or, or anything other than a bottle of water all right the notion that you have to get into this uh, anabolic window as it's often referred to is old waffle from the bodybuilding scene right the idea that your body has been so taxed it's now in a, a state of consuming itself and it's, it's most receptive to protein and carbs right now because if you don't you're going to lose your gains bro and all that kind of stuff there is no science to back this up by the way hydration of course you need to replenish the water that you've lost during the course of your exercise your game or whatever you've been doing to help your body recover and sort self out to get back into your normal daily rhythms post-workout however food depending on the intensity you've been working at and your ability to personally recover maybe half an hour maybe two and a half hours that's entirely down to you and guess what when you do eat and drink that that normal meal or whatever it might be you're going to digest it and utilize it just like you would do normally there is no no window here to worry about okay absolute non-starter when it comes to to facts and reality there okay so point number two then is two terms that get conflated and confused and bandied back and forth within the fitness scene and everything that goes around it okay which is fat loss and weight loss now let's be honest for a lot of people in any kind of fitness environment whether that's for health reasons or vanity's sake they're they're looking at a, a body change goal okay that's the the motivation to get someone involved initially and that probably is the ultimate end result now i've mentioned this before in podcasts and on youtube and in conversations with people so i keep touching on it because it's something that always always seems to get confused fat loss and weight loss are not the same thing okay i've I've even got that highlighted in my notes here as something that i need to stay clearly because it still gets misunderstood weight loss is the reduction of a person's total mass As a human being. So that includes fat, muscle mass, bones, teeth, hair, you name it, all together what you weigh as a human being. For a variety of reasons, then, whether it's a quality of life thing, beginning of exercise, a rehabilitation program, or potentially life saving surgery in the case of some morbidly obese individuals, weight loss might indeed be a focus because you're helping someone become more mobile from an injury someone take on a degree of physicality because if they don't they are pushing themselves to a point of extreme ill health that kind of scenario that then involves weight loss you're helping them to to change their physicality and um, this is also where we get the idea of skinny frat from the idea that someone for example is going to deprive themselves of food and engage in a program of harsh exercise with the sole focus being because they're uh, ill-informed and not looking at the correct terminology. They want to weigh less on the scales. They go, I'm going to lose weight. That's my goal. And if you think about every diet ad you've ever seen out there and program and, and all the rest of it, it's always weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, lose weight, help me lose weight. Oh, I want this great weight loss program. When what they're really after, anyone who says that is fat reduction. Okay. Now, unfortunately, this is also pushes us to the realm of um, eating disorders because, There are people that become focused on the notion of those scales have got to change. I've got to get smaller. I've got to punish myself, push harder, eat less, so that I'm constantly seeing a change. That's not what you're looking to do. Fat loss, then, as an objective, is the reduction of the body's body fat percentage without much, if any, alteration to the rest of the body. That is to say, the reduction of adipose tissue fat cells between skin and the muscles beneath them. This is Normally the goal of physique change, you get it as a side effect of improving human performance. If you start to think about becoming more athletic, building some strength and some compound training, however you go about approaching exercise and activity, this happens by default. You don't have to make it a focus, but often, as I said, the terms get conflated and confused. So people go into an exercise program a little bit misinformed or unaware of what they should be doing and then go down the wrong road into something that's far more abrupt than abusive almost to themselves then they need to pursue all right it's very very important to understand the difference there between the two right number three cardio is a must for fat loss absolutely not no it isn't and it's such a uh long-term surviving myth it's staggering when you know the realities of the situation think of this topic like this um resistance exercises that is to say weight-based training using loads outside of your body weights whether that's Uh, dumbbell barbell sandbag medicine ball kettlebell you name it Um, think of these exercises as an axe to a tree trunk in terms of affecting your calorie usage and effect on body fat okay you're going to use a larger percentage of muscle mass in the pursuit of these exercises and because of how your body responds to stress in this manner you're going to use an increased amount of calories for quite some time post this workout post exercise okay all the better for doing these exercises um that is to say productive exercise so mooching about and looking at your phone for 15 minutes between sets that isn't going to cover it now think of cardio a comparison then as if you're trying to attack the same tree but using sandpaper rather than the axe Yeah, I mean, you can essentially achieve the same level of impact, however, it's going to take you much, much, much longer and a lot more effort to even begin to get to the same degree of effort as you got to with the axe. Now, in terms of calories used, our bodies very quickly find the equilibrium once we stop stressing ourselves in a cardiovascular sense. If you think about it now, if you go for a walk, you go jogging, you go cycling or anything else in what I call the the locomotion-based forms of exercise, once you stop your heart rate slows down, your temperature settles down a bit, you recover your breathing quite quickly, and that is it. The level of stress, unless you're doing some really intensive sprint work or a long period of hiking, starts to dissipate really quite quickly, and so does the increased calorie usage. So what we're going to take away from this then is that unless you are training for a cardio-based sport where your endurance is pivotal to your performance and your, and your progress in what you're trying to do, cardio is useful in your programming it is useful to using calories and burning body fat however to my mind you will get more benefit having a resistance program with a cardio element involved and as a almost as an active recovery on the days where you're not going to be doing training sometimes you know you go for a walk with the dog you just chill out whatever it might be but no you do not need to have cardio in your program for fat loss all right We'd all like to be a bit healthier, but sometimes it's just hard getting the right ingredients in or knowing what meals to make in the time frame that you've got. So i put together four unique books available on my website right now that can help you make all those decisions, have the best nutritional start to your day, and start to make some real impact in improving your quality of life. Okay, So if you go to my website, www.thebodyengineer.training, and go to the online store, there are four books there for you right now. There is the 52 High Protein Recipes, Quick and Easy 5 Ingredient Recipes. That's a fantastic good starter book if you're trying to improve your, uh, your meals your go-to vegan recipe book and the keto guide okay all available for 14.99 listeners to this podcast get a discount if you use the code pod 20 okay number four then your program in the gym needs to become ever more complicated and have some weird and wacky shit in there to confuse the body and to challenge you and to help you get the most out of it no absolute crap all right the uh the common sense element seems to get lost in this swamp that is the social media influence that seeps into everything. Okay? Now, once you start training, you're going to start off with a bodyweight exercise and progress to the good old favorites. You're going to start off doing some bodyweight squats, maybe some push-ups, pull-ups, pull-downs with elastic cable or TRX. You're going to be doing deadlifts, squats, bench press, lunges, all the good stuff. And guess what? You're going to be doing that forever. Now, you're going to add in some personal specifics there based on your idiosyncrasies in training. Maybe you've got some limitations you need to develop, some range of movement issues, a bit of a a bleed in power from one arm to the other or one leg to the other, whatever it might be. Definitely some core strength issues for most people. But guess what? What you start off doing... You're going to be doing the same old over and over and over and over again because that's what develops strength and stability and joint integrity and power and endurance and all the same things that everyone, whether they're an amateur athlete or just a casual gym user or a high-level, high-achieving professional, we all you know, we all respond to the same stuff. You need to be doing the same stuff from day one as day 1,000 in the gym because that's how you develop your skill set and get better and get stronger, et cetera, et cetera. That's what we're all looking to achieve in the end okay and on to the last point then stick to your favorite exercise don't worry about your weaknesses just in all those things you don't like because you know fuck it, why are we doing that again not the case okay now everybody that goes to the gym or engages in an exercise or sport or anything any hobby or thing you enjoy doing we do the things we enjoy we do things we like doing we do the things we can see progress in because that's what rewards us that's what we get from it now you are going to have your favorite exercises and movements that's normal everybody does and guess what they're typically the things that you find easier than others and potentially things that you see the reward in for your efforts and that's absolutely fine so let's conjure up the image then for example of deadlifting it's all about learning form in those early days and getting used to picking up some weight with regularity building up some reps and you go hey guess what this is great i can see progress and as you get stronger your sense of satisfaction and reward is going to be the fact that you become more and more efficient at that movement, you get stronger throughout your body, and the weights that you can pick up become heavier. Yes, great, awesome, a sense of reward there. Satisfaction is what you want to see. Now, if you never work on your personal weaknesses that you know you have, you are actually preventing yourself from achieving your fullest potential. The ability to get the most out of your body is being lost because of perhaps an inhibited range of movement or... um, something else that you can't do as comfortably as you would like that would benefit you across the whole but you're just avoiding doing now there can be a variety of reasons for this all right um maybe you don't want to be seen to be doing something that's a bit basic and a bit backward compared to just you know grunting and sweating and doing the same as everybody else maybe you think it will prevent you progressing as fast as you would like and maybe you just don't want to do it you know um it's it's not an uncommon situation where a good coach or a good trainer has to have some back and forth with a client or someone that they're working with to structure a program a little bit differently to get the most out of what they're doing you've got to bear in mind if you have any uh, personal idiosyncrasies in a gym environment you're putting yourself at risk of injury because you may have an issue here that's affecting your say, for example your lower back or the integrity of a of a joint that can be addressed with a little bit of a lateral move in your training program not necessarily going backwards don't think of it like that but you are moving laterally you are putting in some additional exercises to prevent yourself going backwards to prevent an injury here but a lot of people don't want to think about that whether it's ego or whether it's just hindering what you see as the linear progress you want to think about so let's take for example here and i've got one client right in mind again let's think about the squats and the deadlifts okay my guy i'm thinking of here is no different than a lot of people in the gym loves the heavyweight work okay he didn't get into exercising until he was in his mid 40s and he loves it he loves the squatting he loves the deadlifting he loves the heavy leg press just brute force grit your teeth and dig in fantastic you can't get him away for it he wishes he could train for longer every session we have however this guy like a lot of people out there if i start to get him to do some single leg work Smart ghost his face for at least five minutes because it's like, I oh, fucking hate doing this. It's like, Yes, I know you do. But guess what? Once we build up the individual limb strength, once we tax those glutes a bit differently, it all contributes to the whole, okay? The greater ability to your body, which will then translate back into greater returns in your personal maximal efforts. All the better for what you're doing. And for most people, once they see the reality of the situation, you understand the benefits of it and you're good, you're sold, okay? So your weaknesses should always be part of your ongoing program work towards improving them maybe it's something because of a, an injury or a, a biological issue that you can't remedy or fix but you can get the most potential out of your personal abilities i've only have had one client in my entire career who pushed back against the idea of this and you know it became a real problem because this the lady in question really didn't see the value in working on individual shoulder strength and range of movement she wanted to get straight into doing the kind of stuff she saw her friends doing in the crossfit class across the gym however she wasn't at a level of ability yet and try as I might I couldn't convince her that to get to you know steps four and five she had to do steps one two three on on the way there and ultimately our professional relationship didn't go much further after this point And I'm sad to say that she did go and and jump ahead of herself and she did hurt herself because she had such an asymmetrical difference in joint stability in her shoulders. And ultimately, the end result there you can predict. So, thinking about that point again, then, to surmise, keep your favorite exercises in your training program. But guess what? Don't neglect the basics. Don't neglect what you might perceive as a, a niggle, an issue, or a weakness. Address it, be aware of it, all the better to prevent injury and maximize your athletic potential. And there we go. That's five points to think about when it comes to a training program, things you may have heard, things you may be acting on that perhaps maybe you've misconstrued a little bit or have been told to you in a manner that isn't quite as accurate as you might otherwise expect. Take it on board, whether it applies to you or not. Have a good week, and I'll speak to you next week.